Welcome to Business Unmuted, sponsored by Virtue Motors, uh, one of the UK's largest motor retail dealers, and uh, check out its website on virtuemotors.com. I'm Graeme Robb, and I've owned Recognition PR for nearly 35 years, and we've got businesses in all sectors of the economy. And uh, that gives us, I suppose, the real chance to see what's happening in the economy with the moaning around £6 billion worth of assets and 30,000 jobs. Now, today, down the line, we've got Sharon Appleby, who's the Chief Executive of the Business Improvement District in Sunderland. And she is looking at an investment in the city now of around three million into the city centre. Also down the line, we've got Nikki Chance-Thompson, CEO of the Peace Hall Trust. She's also Deputy Mayor, uh, Chair of the Mayor of West Yorkshire's Culture Committee. And in the studio, we've got Sim Hall, Managing Director and Owner of Populous Plus, uh, Populous Select, which specialises in matching professionals to organisations in STEM businesses, technology, engineering, manufacturing sectors around the world. Welcome, Sim, to the studio. Good evening, Graham. Well, I hope you don't mind if I talk to our guests Please down do. the line first. Uh, Sharon, first, I was very interested to see that last week's retail figures were really quite positive. Um, there was a, an increase of 1.2% in the UK on retail sales volumes. Non-food sales volumes ro rose by 2.4% over the month. And uh, even in food stores, there were a little bit up, food stores. So what, what's happening in Sunderland? What, what's the, the feel of your tenants and traders? Um, things are actually really positive. I think people are really surprised, but actually... The majority of businesses we talk to across all sectors are are really positive, but particularly around um, the Bridges Shopping Centre, their footfalls up just uh, last month was up another 6%, um, and a lot of traders are doing very well. They, we aren't back to 2020 levels, but, um, but actually nowhere really is either, but people are spending a lot more money when they come in, so they're, spend, they're coming in less often, but spending more when they're there. Um, so things are really encouraging, and we are seeing a move back to the office more so and um, there are more office workers coming in on a regular basis which actually really helps with all of that incidental spend lunches coffees all of that kind of thing and actually just makes um the city feel much more vibrant so um things are positive which i think sometimes people are really surprised about so there you are on the northeast coast and nikki chance thompson is a little bit further inland in halifax the wonderful peace hall I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. People who watch that that program, Gentleman Jack, might have seen it in there, and it's a it's it's a monument to elegance in the centre of West Yorkshire. What do you think about retail based on what Sunderland uh, Sunderland and uh, Sharon's experiences are? Yes, I mean we're seeing some real peaks and troughs here. At the beginning of the year, it was very very quiet. I think people were nervous about bills and and energy costs and and what might happen. But we've actually seen retail pick up in the last couple of months, particularly when we had some markets here at the Peace Hall a week or so ago, where we had 22,000 people in on a Saturday alone to shop in the markets and shop in the shops within the Peace Hall. So I'm actually seeing people being quite confident and spending money. Um, not, not as bad as I think perhaps we feared, and hospitality too here has been buoyant as well. Um, I think people are, are maybe thinking, well, perhaps we won't have the Caribbean holiday this year, but we are going to go out and enjoy ourselves. We are going to go to concerts. We are going to shop and eat out. So 
I share Sharon's sentiment. It's perhaps more positive than is being reported. Okay, well, that's great news from both of you. But you're also, you know, it hasn't come about by accident. Both, both the bid in Sunderland and the Peace Hall in Halifax uh, do work very hard at promoting the city centre in Sunderland and what is in the centre of a, a large town in, in Halifax. So tell us, Sharon, what the initiatives that the bid has really put together to, to make a difference in Sunderland? Um, well, actually, just referencing back to what Nikki said there, we had a restaurant week in the last few weeks, and actually that was our best restaurant week ever. So um, we've had 11 restaurant weeks now, and the at the, the last count, there were 16,000 diners and half a million pounds worth of economic impact from that week. We do two of those a year. Anything in Sunderland around sport, music um, and food do, do really well. So we have regular food markets. Um, with several thousand people attending those. We have, um, clearly we've got the, the big concerts this year. So we've got Beyonce and Pink coming. So we do a lot of wraparound around that, making the city very welcome, uh, very welcoming when people are coming in. Um, we have a large food festival in June. We have lots of activity through the summer and the Easter holidays. Um, which brings people in, free activity, which brings people in. But it's not just about what the bid does. There is There is so much more going on. And um, we work with our partners a, a, a lot. So things like the Lion King are here at the moment. So there'll be 120,000 people in six weeks come to see the Lion King. Clearly that benefits um, the businesses massively. People come, they eat, they drink, they shop while they're while they're in the city and then things like the concerts are huge but um we've also got the new fire station the auditorium there that has shows on nearly every night so six or eight hundred people six that six hundred to eight hundred people come into those every yeah. day they make huge difference you know that makes a huge difference to things so not just about what we do we do sort of smaller events that are bringing tens of thousands of people rather than huge events like the concerts but we work really closely with um with all of our partners to make sure that people have a great experience when they here. And you've also had the announcement of the new Fullwell Film Studio and, and the, uh, just tell us a little bit about that. The people in other parts of the north maybe don't appreciate what you've got coming. That, that's just amazing actually. So that's going to be the Crown Studios on the on the riverside. So there's there's actually two. The, the one that you're talking about there, Graeme, is the most recent announcement, which is a £400 million investment into um, by Fullwell 73 and, and another investment company. Fullwell 73 do things like the Late Late Show. They work with James Corden. They do carpool karaoke. So lots of things that people would know. And um, they have a presence in Sunderland already. They have a real connection there. The people who run Fullwell 73 have a massive connection to Sunderland already and are working really closely with the university. But it's a huge film um, film studio, 20 stages, but but everything that um, everything that goes along with that. So we were just talking today at our board. We're, we're going to need um, catering people, hair people, hairdressers, makeup artists, joiners, mechanics, all sorts of all sorts of people. Now that's 8,000 jobs by 2028. It starts on site this year and finishes in 2028 when the final thing will be open. That is just true transformation for the city. And, um, you know, we're brilliant at automotive. We've got, um, we've got the um, Envision factory, all of that kind of thing. But this is new. This is really up and coming and absolutely set Sunderland apart. And, um, but is is also something where people have really and you know are so confident that they're investing that kind of money into into a facility like this in the in the region. Well, that mar marvelous sales uh, pitch there <laughs> for Sunderland, and, and I can testify to it. I've been to Sunderland many many times. Uh, let's go back down the uh, motorways towards uh, Halifax. 
Uh, and Nikki Chance-Thompson, uh, we heard uh, Sharon there talking about all the activities that are going on in Sunderland. Now, your uh, location is uh, its terribly impressive. Just if anyone hasn't ever seen it, it dates back to 1779. And it's, uh, like, it's, it's done like a, an Italian uh, palazzo and it's designed in that, in that way and has shops all around the outside perimeter. But in the middle, you also put events on and, and things that attract the public in. So is that making a difference to the sustainability and long-term future of the way uh, the retail in Halifax works? Absolutely, Graham. I mean, we host um, very large music events here in Halifax with our partners, Live Nation. So this year we have Sting, we have uh, Madness, we have The Colts. I mean, we've got some great bands coming. And what happens actually is that it, it not, not only uplifts retail because people are coming to visit Halifax to experience something at the Peace Hall. We're finding that that's a really unique reason why people are coming to our concerts which always sell out and Live Nation have actually said recently that we're one of their best venues because anything they put on sale here people buy tickets to which is quite interesting so there's an experiential um, feeling that people want when they're when they're watching music but what we also do as well as lift up retails we, we also lift up hospitality hotels transport all of the town all of the borough comes alive when the concerts are on um, and the local MP, Holly Lynch, said very recently that the Peace Hall has helped the local people get their swagger back. People are very pr proud to live in Halifax. It, it's more famous now than just having a very famous bank. We're now being put on the map for culture, for music, Sally Wainwright's um, Happy Valley and Gentleman Jack that you referred to, Graham. All of these things combined have really created a tipping point for the borough and the region. Um, house prices are increasing. Where I live, houses are on the market for two minutes. The minute the house goes up, somebody's bought it. it I mean, it's really quite incredible. Um, and, this, this and you feel about, like you're in a bubble somewhat. Yeah, the house prices uh, is one thing, but house prices are also reflected in the value of business premises. And if the value of business premises go up, they attract investment. If That's you it. get a yield from a rental property, you'll get an injection of investment into a city. So although the house price bubble is sometimes referred to by commentators as a bad thing, when you look at the business thing that follows, that's not bad at all, is it? No, I mean, we, we actually have businesses here that are staying here because of the Peace Hall. Mm. For example, Lloyd's Banking Group are staying within Halifax now. Coveyor Insurance are growing within the area. Because what's happening with remote working is that people can live pretty much area anywhere they want to live. So many people are choosing to move into towns as opposed to living in cities. So they have that ability to work in a hybrid way or a remote way. Um, and Halifax has really seen the benefit from that because you get to live in a beautiful area with great cultural attractions um, and, and have a great job. So it's, it's kind of what's not to like. It, it's really had, I mean, that's one of the positives of COVID actually, I have to say, that the way that people now live and work has changed for the better in my view. I've got to say, having these two women on, it's fantastic to see the, the energy that's coming out of, of, of promoting these two locations. But I wanted to just ask you, Nikki, about working with your mayor. Now, where I'm broadcasting this from in Tees Valley, we've got a, a mayor. You've now got a mayor and devolution. There's a mayor and devolution in Manchester and about to be one 
in Sunderland where, where Sharon is. So you, you've got yourself uh, into this position where you, you're supporting your mayor's culture committee. What's mm-hmm. that about? And, and what are, is there a difference to you and West Yorkshire as a result of this devolution deal that you've got? I think I think the difference is that Tracy, who is the first female Metro Mayor that's been elected, um, sees that culture can play a very important part in regeneration. Um, and we, we have certainly seen that. The first thing that people did after the lockdown, as an example, we were dying to get out and experience things because at one point we were told you may never be able to do this again. It, events were referred to as zombie industries and things. Mm, and mm. I always thought, that's not going to happen with the human race. We, we, we won't put up with that. We'll get out somehow. We'll find a way out somehow. But what I've seen devolution do is help people see that they can actually become the masters of their own destiny when it comes to place. For a long time, place has been dictated to communities. It's been dictated to businesses. And I think what's happening now under devolution is it actually gives communities and businesses a chance to really scope what they want to become. And just hearing what Sharon's talking about with Sunderland, which is amazing, um, you know, that transformation, that gives people pride, it gives them confidence. And, and as you said, Graeme, it attracts investment. People want to be part of success. So when you start to create place that's successful, that people are proud of, great things follow, whether it's industry, business, great people moving into the area, changing the area. You know, what I've seen devolution do, I mean, we're in the early parts of it, granted, but just those small stepping stones, I've seen people really embrace wanting to take, you know, a further, well, take part really in creating where they live and, and where they work and what that looks like. Well, and we are an area of inventors, so we've got some great people here who are very inventive. That's right, Nikki. Let's go back to Sharon for for final word on this segment. Um, Sharon, uh, you don't yet have a uh, a metro mayor or devolved, uh, but there is one coming, and there will be a mayor elected uh, next year in the northeast, which includes Sunderland. Now, I was uh, privileged to go to a discussion dinner last night, uh, which included the leader of Durham County Council, and she was briefing people on the devolution deal for the northeast. And she explained that the northeast has already got a shadow devolution board and uh, that there is a, a, a dedicated council leader, it happens to be her, on the issue of culture. Do you think that, that maybe that Sunderland and other areas of the northeast will be able to follow in Nikki's steps and, and, and use culture as a way of levering up investment and visitor attractions like this? I think it, it already is, to be honest, Graham. We went for City of Culture a few years ago and, and lost out to Coventry. But actually, as a result of that, um, Sunderland Culture was set up. So we've been really um, pushing with culture for a while. What we haven't had are the amazing buildings and venues to go with it uh, in the quantity that we've got now or that we've got coming. We're also building um, a culture house right in the city centre. So absolutely culture is and that culture is huge for regeneration of place and um and you know we're really looking forward to having that as part of um, as part of the devolution deal and but i think we're, we're we're on our journey with culture as well and we recognize how important it is to bring audiences to bring families to um and to just you know improve people's aspirations and and their experiences well, look, Nikki, Sharon, thank you for talking to us. I've got to say that it's now on my to-do list for a weekend out, one weekend in Sunderland, another weekend in Halifax. I'm sure it'll be great. Do wait there while I finish my next interview. But what do you think about uh, that, Sim? You're promoting the north of England to your people uh, who you're trying to recruit for big firms. 
does the work of people like Sharon and Nikki make a difference? It, it's huge. It, it really does make a, a massive difference. And, and I, like you, I, I'm completely sold on, uh, on on what we've just heard there. It was a fantastic job there, uh, Sharon and Nikki. Um, what a vibrant place it is to, li- to, uh, to live and work in the north. And it, it, this is so important to attract this talent that we do need, that we are missing in the northeast that we, and uh, in the north, to come in and deliver these big projects that are being um, uh, that are being won and are being placed in, in the region. Now, Sim, you run a Populous, uh, Populous Select, and it goes out and recruits uh, senior managers, engineers, specialists in STEM, yeah. and it, it wants to bring them to uh, companies around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what about the north of England? What kind of uh, businesses are now commonplace in the, your recruitment zone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you, as you mentioned, we do work globally and uh, we work nationally as well. But we do have, and we are proud T-siders, and we, we do have a, a good client base in, in the northeast, uh, particularly the Tees Valley. Um, we've got, I guess, a, a bit of a split, which is intentional. We've got the large-scale blue-chip companies that we're working with, but I'm also proud to say we're pretty good at, and we've, we've dedicated a lot of time to working with those scale-up technology businesses which is wonderful to see those continue to flourish and bring their technologies to, uh, to Teesside uh, and the Tees Valley to commercialise on the technologies that they've, uh, that they've spirited out of universities. We hear a lot about technology, a lot about innovation, the drive for digitisation. Mm-hmm. Does that mean the skills of older workers are more difficult to place? Um, I couldn't code very easily, for example. Absolutely, no, absolutely. There's, we've always been in the in the in the Tees Valley, especially, very good at reinventing ourselves, and we've always had the support to be able to do that. Um, again, we work across the full STEM area: the science, technology, engineering, manufacturing. Um, we work with heavy engineering, traditional heavy engineering, in, in, in that we know in the northeast very well. But we're also working with the new technologies, the life sciences, the scientific aspects. So there's there's jobs there for everybody. Um, what we've seen uh, of late, particularly since the, uh, the the pandemic, is a huge amount of inactivity where uh, we're losing those uh, 50 plus early retirees who have gone into uh, early retirement and inactivity, so they're not looking for jobs or they're not working. Um, and that's caused a huge challenge. So those older workers, as you've referred to, um, are, are hugely valued. We've lost a huge amount of experience and a huge amount of talent but and tra- skills. Training in, in, in them is a big issue, isn't it? As I said, if I needed to go, if I was in that position and I yep. wanted to go back to work or I was needed back at work by the economy, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to code. I might be a little bit behind on some of the more modern techniques. Yeah. I've noticed in the government, the budget, uh, in the budget, the government uh, tried to sort this. They, they talked about introducing something called returnerships. Returnerships, yeah. Uh, to, it's like an apprenticeship for, for older people. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's incredible. Um, I, I do think there's a job there, there's support there from the government, as we've seen with uh, apprenticeships as they're working anywhere. Um, but there is something that we as employers, uh, you and I are both employers, but also as um, uh, uh, the, the, the candidates, the, the, uh, the, the people that need to, to do that and, and get into and understand how these non-linear apprenticeships can improve and challenge and change what their, what their focus is in the, in the workplace. Yeah, it's gone are the days of the traditional 
um, GCSE, A-level, degree, and then your professional exams, um, that's still evident, but you can also now retrain at, uh, uh, although you may be at a, a much higher level, a master's level, you can retrain at um, lower BTEC levels to look at you know, working in logistics, working in HR, working in science. Um, and that's available right the way through the, uh, the, the career path. Well, Sim, thank you for joining us. Sharon, good to have you on for the first time. Do come back again. Nikki, great to see you again. And lovely to hear about what's happening in Halifax and Sunderland. That's it for Business Unmuted this week. We're going to take a short break for Easter. We'll be back after Easter and we'll be going towards our 100th episode. And when we have our 100th episode, we'll be renaming the podcast away from Business Unmuted, which was there for the uh, pandemic. And we're going to be renaming it Northern Business Podcast. Says what it is. See you soon.